107.9 FM, your feel-good radio. Let's get to the music. Broadcasting around the world, this is Fresh 107.9.
Four minutes in past 10 a.m. It's your Feel Good Radio. Fresh 107.9 FM at Bogota. Good morning to you, wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, this Wednesday is the 10th day in the month of February, 2021. Celine Dion with Neo with the song Incredible. Keep selling things at this hour. Hope your Wednesday morning has been going great for you. Hope we've been able to give you the right company wherever you're listening to us from. Wally Bakar is my name. It's platform this Wednesday and it's good to know you're there. Uh, joining us this morning. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll be linking up with my guest, Vert Phone Lines, is a pharmacist, and uh, we'll be talking to us about uh, so many uh, things that have been said about uh, vaccines for the COVID 19, the Nigerian story, what the situation is, and um, all of that. There was uh, this story that was trending um, yesterday about. Uh, the coalition against uh, COVID-19 and their vaccination plans a lot of things have been said I uh, will probably uh, give you updates as far as that is concerned take a look at the latest numbers reported by the NCDC uh, just before we get talking this morning feel free to join the conversation via Twitter at FreshFM I'll be glad to hear from you we're live on Facebook talk to us via that avenue as well and we'll be glad to hear from you it's your feel good radio Fresh 107.9 FM it's platform this morning Ali Bakar is my name. Welcome to the program this Wednesday. Again, it's platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. Today, Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Uh, good to know you're there uh, this morning. Uh, let's kickstart things this morning by taking a look at the latest updates by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, the NCDC. That's the body that's been taking stock of um, Nigeria's situation as far as the COVID-19 pandemic is concerned. A couple of uh, weeks, over a year now, since Nigeria recorded its first case. And um, we know what the situation has been since that time. The country has had a total of 141,447 um, confirmed infections of the COVID-19. Uh, we've achieved some success or successes as far as treatment and recovery is concerned. 115,755. That's the number of people that have recovered from the virus in the country so far. Uh, there's been 1,694 people who have died due to the COVID-19. And that is uh, 21 more uh, than what was reported in the last 24 hours. What it means is that 21 more people died of COVID in the last 24 hours. Speaking of the infection rate, 1,056 new cases were reported uh, by the NCDC. 
in the last 24 hours. Lagos had the highest of those cases, 214. Oshun had 120. The FCT had 116. Plateau had 88. Eboin 75. Quara 73. Gombe 70. Ondo 57, Rivers 47, Aquaibom 38, Edo 25, Oyo 23, Kano 22, Delta 19, Katina 18, Bruno 16, Nasarawa 13, Ekitianogu 8 each, Bochi 4, Benu Ejigawa uh, 1 each. That's as reported by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control. A number of active cases in the country at the moment is 23,998. That's the number of people that currently have the covid virus in the country at the moment at least out of the samples tested by the nigeria center for disease control uh we of course have spoken health experts have spoken so much about how there could be a lot of people out there who've had the covid i uh, did not know or who have the covid do not know because they are asymptomatic that is they are showing no symptoms hence the need for us to protect ourselves wear our face masks avoid uh, or reduce the chances of you spreading that virus to another person. So um, these numbers are from the samples received or samples tested by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control. One year on since the outbreak, 1,398,630 people uh, have been tested in Nigeria. Or that's the number of samples that have been tested in Nigeria. I don't know whether that's the number of persons because you could have had people whose samples have been tested more than once. But 1,398,630 samples have been tested across the various labs in Nigeria. That's according to the Nigeria Center for Disease Control. Uh, The talks about uh, COVID-19 vaccines uh, generating uh, a lot of attention, uh, a lot of Nigerians waiting to find out uh, when the first tranche of uh, vaccine doses will be arriving in the country. A lot has been made of the country's preparations and what is happening. Uh, there were a number of things that were said about Kakovid, Boa Group, transferring money uh, you know, for 1 million doses of AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines for the country. But uh, one thing, at least uh, in as much as there were some questions raised over the uh, payment process. But one thing we know is that there are plans by the Coalition Against COVID-19 that's the private sector-led coalition CACOVID uh, to get 1 million doses of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines for Nigeria. Uh, incidentally, uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine appears to be uh, the vaccine that we might be able to cope with a lot because uh, from what we read uh, the um, the storage the temperature required for a storage relatively low uh, compared to what you have with the Pfizer Biontech and that's something we can although uh, even uh, government officials have said even with the Pfizer Biontech Nigeria can cope with it but maybe not in large quantity but uh, the AstraZeneca also there's been talks about it not being very very uh, efficient against the South African variant that's the B117 strain uh, is it yes of the COVID-19 um, even South Africa had to halt their plans to begin the rollout of 1 million doses. They were set to start rollout yesterday. Uh, they had to stop on Monday after that study showed that the AstraZeneca vaccine did not have a great uh, great power over uh, the strain of the virus that uh, has been seen in the country. In fact, that, and interestingly, the health officials say that strain uh, accounts for about 90% of the cases, over 90% of the cases in that country. So it just made no sense for them. But for us here, 
I think about twice there's been announcements of that strain. That on Monday, the federal government announced 13 of such cases. Before then, it was four. So, uh, the, the uh, appears that strain not very predominant here from what we get from the NCDC. So, the AstraZeneca uh, might definitely work well uh, for us. Uh, the Minister of Health, Osage Henry, was speaking at the Presidential Task Force's uh, briefing on Monday. And one of the things he said uh, was that the uh, country was um, the country uh, had made some breakthroughs as far as its its own vaccine is concerned. If I said two vaccine candidates are uh, produced in the country, the only trouble was um, funding uh, to push these vaccines to uh, clinical uh, trial stage. Uh, that was as revealed by the minister uh, the on Monday during the PTA briefing. Let's take a listen to him. And hopefully when we return, be linking up with my guest, uh, pharmacist uh, Lawal Abdul-Majid, who will be speaking to us uh, from, is on the phone, uh, works with the Federal Medical Center in Abelkta, uh, but we'll t- speaking to us via the phone lines this morning. We'll get into that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Nigeria, I can say now, have reported two candidate vaccines from two separate laboratories and have been reported to the ministry so those candidate vaccines we are looking for sponsors they require uh, over a billion dollars to drive them each it is a source of uh, uh, great um, pride that nigeria has developed uh, these candidate vaccines two of them as i speak to you uh, i have the letters uh, that uh, have uh, confirmed that and requesting support for clinical trials that will uh, take us to the stage where you can now hand it over to the industry to produce. The vaccines that we know meanwhile are of three, require three types of storage. There is the type that requires an ultra deep cold chain, ultra ultra deep uh, 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 freezer storage, minus 80 degrees, that's extremely cold. But we have some of them in Lagos, and the Abuja, that's why we can take up to 400,000. Now, the AstraZeneca does not require that temperature. It requires 2 to 8 degrees regular refrigerator. platform on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkta. Thank you for staying with us uh, this uh, morning. Uh, that was the uh, Honorable Minister of Health, uh, Dr. Sage Anure, speaking at the presidential briefing on Monday. Uh, talking about breakthroughs as far as uh, vaccination in Nigeria is concerned, but I did raise the issue of funding, uh, stopping those uh, two candidates from going to the clinical trial stage. But he did talk about other plans as far as procuring vaccines by the federal government. The AstraZeneca appears to be uh, Talked, being talked about a lot in Nigeria um, at the moment. I did say that we'll be joined via the phone this morning uh, by uh, a pharmacist from the Federal Medical Center here in Abelkta, pharmacist Lawal Tajuddin, is on the phone with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Good to have you join us. Yes, uh, great to have you join us. Uh, I, I know that um, you must have been getting a lot of questions as regards vaccines, uh, especially for COVID, in the last uh, couple of weeks because a lot of Nigerians are really, you know, asking questions about these vaccines and all. Um, 
what, what, what would you say? Uh, would, would you say? What would you make of the of Nigerians' readiness uh, eventually when the vaccines come to be vaccinated? Because a lot has been made about some Nigerians and their beliefs, and now there's this fear. Uh, there was this fear. I don't know whether there's still that fear against the vaccines when they eventually arrive. Well, thank you for the question. What I really know about uh, the COVID vaccine generally. There are two types. One has to do with uh, messenger which is new technology, especially when it comes to vaccine. That's the one with Pfizer and uh, Biontech. Moderna. That's Moderna. That Moderna is a company in uh, India. Okay. In the use of the one by AstraZeneca. What we are used to before was if you need. Vaccine, what you do is you look at the or the obviously whether it's bacteria or virus, you now have that it either kills or makes it less potent. That is how it's used in the body. And there are lots of side effects with that. But now, with the effects of the vaccine, the vaccine goes with that. It gets to the body. And to create or unique that state of that particular cycle of bacteria. At the end of the day, it's not live or attenuated uh, virus that you are introducing to the body. Okay. Or rather, a nanoparticle, just a chemical to the body, it will stimulate the body to produce that particular protein that resembles that virus. And at the end of the day, that protein that resembles the virus, we call it antigen. Antigen, they are like this. So the body will now produce antibodies against that particular antigen. So in this case, it is only the AstraZeneca's as in That is why you will still have that 2 to 8 degrees centigrade storage, which is what we are used to. But for the mRNA, the storage is between like minus 70 degrees centigrade to like minus 20 degrees centigrade. That's the end of the And what we expect is that the government should bring in that AstraZeneca because we have facilities for that. But we don't know if it is Pfizer or other that we have to bring. Because when you are looking at the procurement, especially of drugs, there are some conditions that you have to look at. There are some factors that come into play. And yes. the first one is Now we know that both, whether it's MRSA or the uh, look at state, then we look at efficacy. Are they going to work the same way? Are they effective? Studies have shown that both of them are effective. The only challenge with AstraZeneca one is that when you are carrying out science, you realize that one patient died, and because of that, people died. Come free. Hmm. By the end of the day, it was revealed that the death was not even to be The other thing that you have to look at is availability. Then you look at cost. You don't know which one the government is looking at. Really. But the president said they are trying to be in a certain time. Yes. The, the temperature condition. The temperature here. That at that situation, this is something that we've been used to. 
you just keep it in the refrigerator. But the other one will need dry ice. That minus 70 degrees centigrade, minus are they easily available in the country? And when you want to administer, if it is the minus 70 or minus 20 degrees centigrade, you have to make sure you get a localized place where the temperature or the facility will have a, 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 a technology that will produce 80 degrees, minus 80 degrees centigrade. Hmm. As it means you will not be able to get to the local areas, the interior, the villages, and all those things. So that's the only disadvantage that I see that Pfizer and uh, Moderna. Moderna. Okay, so, so what what you what you what you're saying? What you're saying in essence that uh, when we look at the vaccine options available because of our society, what we have, what we can cope with uh, when it comes to storage and transportation, AstraZeneca becomes uh, the very easy option for us. Yes, AstraZeneca brand. Okay. Now, uh, but what, what do you what do you make of the uh, the the? I'm sure you must have looked at the studies of uh, into these vaccines and their percentage of effectiveness. And, uh, of course, uh, quite higher than each other, but uh, generally the belief is that they are all effective when it comes to tackling this virus. But then there's been some, there was this study that was talking about AstraZeneca saying that it might not be very effective when it comes to the South African strain of the COVID-19. Uh, that's true, but if you look at the number of people with the, the, the that strain, how many are Nigeria, We've reported about 17 of them, just 17 of them. How many percentage? 17 out of 200. Mm. Is it 17? Just 17? Yeah, I think about just 17 have been reported. The other time they reported 4 and then uh, 13 recently. Then when, you look, when you look at the percentage, you see that uh, it is still significant. So it's better we get something that we know the majority of the people will benefit from. Mm. Rather than maybe going for something that will not be able to store, that will not be able to show the effectiveness after use. It is now, Francis Dajudin, um, first of all, I'd, I'd appreciate if you could, you know, speak up a bit for us. We've tried to tweak the volume, but it appears it's quite low. Maybe you could speak up from your end. Thank you very much. Uh, the, uh, let, let me ask. Um, there's been a lot that has been said about what the plans of government is for vaccination. They say that this year uh, they w- they're looking at about 40% of the population and then uh, by next year, 2022, we should have um, herd immunity. Now, a-, a lot of people, I'm sure, have heard that term, herd immunity, and might not understand what it means. What exactly is the meaning of that term, herd immunity, and what uh, is the consequence as far as this fight against COVID-19 is concerned? What does it mean for the fight against covid
But initially, the city will start with positive things, and now it's aired everywhere, wherever you go, you'll be able to get it. That's what you mean. And it's better for the country. But those in the hinterland, the villages, and co will also be included in the economy. Now, when, when, when you talk about the inner lands, uh, the very internal part of the country, that's where uh, you'd expect that a lot of education is needed because uh, they, we could have people because of cultural beliefs and uh, practices not trusting uh, the vaccines. Uh, do you think we're doing enough as far as educating those in those areas uh, to trust the vaccines and be ready to take them when they arrive eventually? All have to do with uh, advocacy, and thank God, you people are not getting to those areas in the, the interland that I talked about. You no know, people now have access to radio, TV, and even those at the means of mass media, people will be able to And also, there's a group of health uh, workers known as community extension workers. Okay. Those are the people that work in health food and work in primary health center. The road of the past and every not just to sit in the post. They have to go out, teach people about living Hello. Appears uh, we, we lost our uh, pharmacist Lawat Ajidin. There were we're, led, we're to really actually struggling to hear him. It was a bit low. Uh, the volume from his end. Uh, I'm sure we'll try to connect with him again. Uh, that hopefully it will be better this time. He's had a lot to say. Uh, it, it was uh, talking about uh, the inner lands, the very internal part of the country, and um, the need for advocacy. He was talking about uh, you know, the health extension workers in the primary health centers and how uh, critical their role is as far as educating people in the inner parts of the country uh, to understand the essence of the vaccines and uh, to trust the vaccines enough to be willing to take them. Let's hope we get lucky now. Uh, Pharmacist Ajudin. Uh, hello? Hello, hello, I can hear you. Yes, it's, it's, it's a bit louder now, at least. <laughs> Thank you. So you, you were saying earlier, talking about the health extension workers. Could you wrap up with that point? Okay, the health extension workers. Their schedule was uh, going out, doing administrative visits to, to, to opinion in that community, whether to be or in villages. Yeah, they need villages and so on and so forth. But apart from this, Around and they'll be able to tell them the implication of COVID, many other things. All right. 
but um, what's your what's your overall what's your overall assessment of um, you know our COVID nineteen vaccination plans? Are you hopeful? Uh, because there's a lot that I, you remember uh, the plan. According to government, the plan was that a hundred thousand doses were going to come in in January. Uh, that didn't happen, and now we're talking about some doses coming in this February. Um, are you hopeful that uh, we will get these vaccines in, uh, that uh, we'll have it figured out as far as transportation and get Nigerians inoculated? Well, during the process of immunization of uh, uh, newborns, I don't have anything else. If the government has the view, maybe the challenge that they are facing has to do with funding. Because a lot, to, a lot of people will need to be come to that project. You really want you to get to the good internet. Because the first hundred thousand they are talking about the first frontline workers. But what about the others? And this vaccine of the thing that you are vaccinated does not mean that you are immunized. These are people that will still come back, get in touch, or interact with the workers around. Let's go that people that are already been vaccinated. That you are vaccinated does not mean that you are immunized and if you are not immunized. It means that Maybe after five or six months of being uh, vaccinated, there's every possibility of you coming down if you are exposed to that virus. Mm-hmm. So I would just advise, appeal to the government to ensure that there are two things are put in place. One is training, and it does not have to follow that. It has to be necessary before you get your vaccination. You can make use of community pharmacy in town, or we are now we have a community pharmacy in, uh, in the England, the villages, and all those things. Timeline, we have to ensure that we 
will, will keep to the timeline. That's the only but I believe that we can do it. All right, just before I let you go, uh, Francis Stajun, the uh, minister was talking on Monday, the Minister of Health was talking on Monday about uh, two candidate vaccines uh, in Nigeria, saying that although the issue is funding to take them to clinical trial stage. Um, well, well, in, in your experience, what's, what's our capability as far as um, uh, you know uh, creating a vaccine is concerned? What are the challenges uh, that uh, we have as regards that is this something we can easily do here as well? Of course, it's something we can do. If you go to uh, Job, there's this uh, I've forgotten the name. There's a, a vaccine manufacturing unit owned by federal government in Job. The only challenge that we have there is funding. If they are not properly funded, the chances of even developing a new molecule to tackle COVID. This is on our own environment here. Not be a reality. It's funding. You need people, and it's not even federal government alone. You are looking for sponsors, people that are able to put in their money, investors. That at the end of the day, you will be able to have a little return from that investment. But the fear of most people is that: Are you sure that it will work? Because. Uh, carrying out an uh, investigation like that takes a lot of time and money. A lot of money, running to billions of naira or even dollars most of the time. Hmm. If, but if it is generic manufacturing, I think we should be able to do that in just. It is. Even so, though the present state of uh, the vaccine manufacturing plant owned by the federal government in just. All right. Um, thank you very much, uh, Francis Lawrence Hajdin. Thank you for talking to us this morning. All right. Uh, thank you very much. I will just leave it there. Uh, struggled at some point here, but of course, uh, the, the bulk of the point he made, uh, saying that the country, of course, with the right will and uh, readiness, uh, very much um, capable of getting Nigerians inoculated or vaccinated, and um, saying that um, to, as far as storage and transportation is concerned, he did talk about the AstraZeneca, saying it requires um, reduced temperature, uh, which is what uh, the uh, what a lot of experts have spoken about over time uh, compared to the Pfizer-BioNTech. There are quite a number of other uh, vaccines as well. You know, the Russian vaccine, the Sputnik, the Novavax, uh, the... Um, What's, what's the other one? Uh, the, the, uh, the Moderna vaccine, yes, that's another. Quite a number of them uh, you know, have been uh, spoken about. Uh, for the Pfizer-BioNTech, uh, they say that the storage has to be uh, in about uh, minus 70 degrees Celsius. Uh, AstraZeneca, about 2 to 8 degrees Celsius, which a lot of experts say is something we can cope with uh, in this uh, part of the world. Uh, those are... Some of the things that have been said as far as the vaccines are concerned in the country. But uh, in the meantime, uh, just before the vaccines come in, the very essential discussion uh, is uh, the uh, talks about uh, the need for us as Nigerians to obey these COVID-19 guidelines and, uh, you know, continue to protect ourselves by avoiding crowded places and uh, wearing of uh, face masks. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I know that there are some that, that might not know uh, that uh, there is the uh, exact. There's a law now actually uh, that um, 
could see you in prison if you don't wear your face masks in public. Uh, that's something that has been getting a lot of us uh, talking. And um, I, I bet uh, that there's some of you that do not know, but although it's something that we've spoke, spoken about uh, very well uh, to make sure that everyone has an idea of uh, what the situation is, what their responsibilities and what the punishment is. Uh, if um, uh, we do not obey these laws, the Coronavirus Disease Health Protection 2021 law uh, is uh, that's that's the law I'm talking about. And uh, in fact, as signed by the president, uh, if you fail to wear your mask in public, uh, there are uh, punishments uh, that um, you could. Um, that, that you could accrue uh, by not obeying uh, this law. Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. I booked. I just uh, trying to get a hold of. Uh, I, I didn't want to talk about the documents of uh, the law in uh, parts. Just trying to. I did have a summary of uh, that uh, document that I was trying to get a hold of. Well, I have it now. Uh, talking about the COVID-19 Disease Health Protection 2021, uh, which was signed by President Muhammad Bari uh, some days back. Now, uh, part one of that regulation places a restriction on gatherings, stating that a physical distance of at least two meters must be maintained at all times between persons and that not more than 50 persons should stay in an enclosed space, except for religious purposes, in which case the gathering shall not exceed 50% of the capacity uh, for this space. Uh, there's also the second part of the regulation which stipulates that no person shall be allowed within the premises of a market, mall, supermarket, restaurant, hotel, event centers, and so on, except that person is wearing a face covering that covers the nose and mouth, except the person washes his hands or cleaned the hands using hand sanitizer approved by the National Agency for Food and Drug Administration and Control, NAVDAC, and of course, uh, the body temperature of that person checked. Uh, the regulation says if there's anybody whose temperature is above 38 degrees uh, Celsius, that person shall be denied entry and advised to immediately seek medical attention. Uh, the regulation also says that worshippers shall, where and whenever possible, avoid sharing worship items like mats, bottles, hymnals, and uh, so on. Uh, the third part addresses mandatory compliance with treatment protocols. It says that the health and safety protocols and guidelines which are issued by the PTF on COVID-19 on the recommendation of the NCDC shall be binding on all persons. The president made it mandatory for all public, secondary and tertiary facilities to, des- to designate a space or all holding bay for the initial triage or assessment of suspected persons. Uh, with uh, COVID-19. The fourth part of the regulation, yes, this is a very interesting part. Uh, the fourth part of the regulation proposes penalties for those who breach the regulation. It said any person who without reasonable cause obstructs an authorized official from enforcement of the regulation commits an offense which is punishable on summary conviction by a fine or a term of six months imprisonment or both 
in accordance with in accordance with section 5 uh, of the quarantine act the fifth part covers enforcement and application authority authorizes the nigeria police the nscdc the frsc nigeria immigration uh, federal airport authority and other relevant local government state and federal government agencies to enforce uh, the uh, regulation because uh, uh, the uh, part of uh, the part that says that um, anyone who um, you know uh, obstructs the enforcement of this regulation or fails to obey this regulation uh, risks uh, the punishment of a fine or term of six months in prison or both uh, is in accordance with section 5 of the quarantine act that part has gotten a lot of people talking and there's some that have uh, continued to talk about how uh, we're not even supposed to be at a stage where we are forced to obey these guidelines for example where we are forced to wear face masks uh, saying we're supposed to be at a stage where we should understand uh, the uh, importance of uh, this uh, of these measures and how they are made for us to protect ourselves and our loved ones and there are things that we should do readily and um, just obey uh, a lot of um, reactions have trailed that um, law that act signed into law by the president and you know the punishment out there some have questioned whether uh, the enforcement will be thorough or whether we will be enforcing at all or whether nigerians will continue to dare government and you know and then there are some that have said when you say imprisonment uh, and there are so many people where do we keep them those, those are some issues uh, that have been raised although uh, there are some just like uh, even my um guest was saying earlier of the need to engage a lot of opinion molders uh, some have said that there is a need to do that so that uh, you can get nigerians to understand the essence and the reasons uh, you know behind the use of face masks and uh, how it is important and how the COVID is still with us and how it is crucial for us all to continue to obey these guidelines uh, that's another you know thing that has been said by so many but then there's there's a million dollar question uh, which is that following after many months of having talked about the COVID-19 after many months of having seen a number of people infected after many months of seeing people lose their lives lose their loved ones to COVID how is it that we are still struggling to get Nigerians to obey these guidelines to get you and I to follow these protocols wear our face masks, maintain physical distance, and do what is needed to protect ourselves. The million-dollar question is, after all these months, how is it that we're still struggling to get Nigerians to obey these guidelines? And that's the question on the lips of so many. Is it the is it the leadership? Is it the parents? Because you see a lot of students going to school in the morning as well. Some of them not wearing face masks. And you wonder, is it that their parents haven't educated them enough? That's a question uh, that a number of people have been asking. And, you know, uh, you are the ones... Uh, some of you obeying the guidelines, some of you not. Uh, some of you have been interacting with those that haven't been obeying. Big question for you this morning is, how is it that after so many months of the COVID being with us, after so many months of seeing people infected, seeing people lose their lives, some of us were still struggling to get Nigerians to obey these guidelines? Well, I'll just get some thoughts as far as that question is concerned in the next couple of minutes because I have only about... Uh, 12 minutes of there about before I leave the studio uh, this morning at Fresh FM at on Twitter. That's an avenue for you to drop your contribution. I'll be glad to hear from you. Uh, we're live on Facebook. Drop your contributions via that avenue as well. The number is 0815-432-1079. 0815-432-1079. Or 
0818-111-1079. Those are the numbers to call uh, to talk to us uh, this morning. Uh, um, go through what I said earlier again. How is it that after so many months of seeing a lot of people get infected by the COVID-19, so many months of uh, seeing well over 1,000 people die of the COVID-19, so many months of advocacy and, um, um, uh, you know, uh, discussions, trainings and all on what the risk of COVID-19 is and the need for us to protect ourselves. How is it that Nigerians still are struggling to obey these simple measures that have been put in place to curtail or prevent or reduce the spread of this virus? That's a million-dollar question that a lot of people have you know, giving numerous answers to what the situation is, what is going on. Uh, let's uh, hopefully uh, get some thoughts from you uh, this morning. Good morning to you. What's Hello? your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Try again. Zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Those are the numbers to call. Remember. In the alternative at Fresh FM, Abel Kuta via Twitter. You can drop your contributions via that avenue. You can as well talk to us via Facebook. We're live on Facebook as well. Good morning. Hello, to you. good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Mr. Wale. Good morning. Yeah, Alain Bolan and Mr. Gaulle. Uh the question is my own question too. I do actually the original, but me, my own view as the situation of things, just like people, you understand and for them to see the way things are, you know, most importantly that is happening in the Western world, that people are dying and so many things, you know, happening to them. I'm sure. You know, compared to us, yeah. You understand? I want to make a comparison. I'm sure, I'm sure you must have... Us, yeah. I'm sure you must have spoken to one or two people around you who don't wear face yes. masks, for example. Yes. What is yes. the reason they give? What is What are the reasons they give, if any? Or is yeah. it that they just the will not... The number one reason they always give is this. Most people... They believe that this thing is not uh, something that can kill someone. You know, they believe that coronavirus cannot kill easily like that. They believe that, okay, it's because of those people have illness. That's why it, it takes them away easily. Mm-hmm. But I do tell them that this malaria that we always talk about, that you people observe and you believe in, is the coronavirus more than that. But because it doesn't act immediately, it takes time. That's why you people don't normally... Mm-hmm. It's just the process that it takes that don't make people to believe you know, or to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take the measures, I mean, the uh, right. safety, I mean, uh, the non-pharmaceutical measures. So I just want government to, you know, we still need more enlightenment, you know, to the people, most importantly in different languages, for them to assimilate which what would is you, really going on. Which would you prefer? Enlightenment, more enlightenment or enforcement like of, enlightenment, the, of like these measures? You tell them in their language that they can understand most, because right. people, they do not believe in it, most importantly when they hear it in their, uh, another language, mm-hmm. maybe in English language or there, but they say, we get your point because there are a number of others trying to talk to us as well uh, I was um, trying to get to the question about uh, enlightenment and enforcement we've heard some people uh, talk about enlightenment some have said enforcement is what is needed uh, some say a lot of enlightenment has happened uh, although uh, you, you cannot stop uh, with the enlightenment programs but there is a need for enforcement for example 
since the uh, since uh, the law signed by the president, uh, have we heard of anybody, or have we seen people that have uh, faced punishments because of their failure to obey the uh, stipulated guidelines, wearing face masks? You know what the uh, expectation is as far as uh, enclosed places. And um, when people are in public, have we heard of people that have been punished for reasons like that? That, 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 that? That's some people. Some people believe that when examples are made of some individuals, then uh, we might have uh, people uh, taking this a lot more seriously. Uh, but for example, look at the issue of uh, travel restrictions and people that flouted restrictions. Uh, yesterday, I think another 100 um, details of those that failed to carry out the compulsory day seven COVID-19 test as stipulated for those that are traveling to the country. I think one of, details of another 100 people uh, was published by the presidential task force on COVID-19 uh, yesterday. And uh, some believe that that will, you know, stop others from flouting these protocols, knowing that they could be, uh, that details could be shared and, you know, they could be publicly disgraced or embarrassed, you know, uh, for their inactions or actions, uh, so to speak. 0815-432-1079, 0818-111-1079. Those are numbers to call to talk to us this morning. I asked the, the question earlier, how is it that after so many months of talking so much about the COVID, of seeing people infected, seeing people lose their lives, are there still some Nigerians that uh, it's just a lot of work to get them to obey the very simple measures uh, that are meant to protect us against the COVID-19. Wearing our face masks, physical distancing, and all of these other things uh, that we've talked about so much in the last uh, couple of months uh, in our bid to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for staying with us. The platform this morning on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abelkota. About five minutes before the studio this morning. Uh, apologies if you're trying to talk to us about the phone lines and uh, some of the calls are bouncing back. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, do try again and uh, we'll be glad to hear from you uh, this uh, morning as to, you know, why the situation is the way it is. Uh, you know, for those around you, who have failed over time to wear their face masks, for example, or obey these other simple measures, what excuses have they given to you as to why they are not obeying these guidelines? Or what reasons have they given as to why they are not obeying these guidelines? was um, listening to someone have this conversation uh, yesterday, and uh, some individuals were talking about, uh, you know, some individuals were talking majorly about how it's a, it's a leadership problem, how what uh, some Nigerians have seen from their leaders is what they are practicing and how the leaders have to set the right, exam the right examples 
and um, show to their followers that this is uh, a very dire situation that they are taking seriously as well and uh, that will trickle down and see the followers take this um, issue seriously that's what uh, i've heard that's why i heard some people say uh, while uh, that conversation was uh, going on but you know there's just so many things being said at the moment as far as um you know this particular situation is concerned and uh, the reaction of people and um our world of taking these things all right you might have to try again i see a number of you uh, still trying to talk to us but to try zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine. 0818-111-1079 Those are the numbers At Fresh FM I on Twitter uh, We're live on Facebook Drop your contributions as well uh, Many thanks to uh, Quite a number of you Who've joined us live on Facebook uh, Shomari Shegun uh, Says well done uh, Diligent Says kindly Oh we'll do just that We'll do just that Alright We'll do just that I remember, of course, uh, that uh, You can download the Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkta application It's on Google Play Store uh, that way you get to listen to us as well, live from anywhere. And uh, also get a chance to talk to us. Hopefully we get lucky out of this call, but please turn on the volume on your radio. Thank you. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Yeah, this is from All right, Mr. Tende, talk to us. Uh, I think the problem with this is magic, because you are not used to it. Um, people are not seeing these things. Close by. They believe it's just a big man problem and they are not taking it serious. Mm. Um, but the enlightenment should continue because if we have to check on the old people in the state mm. and the country at large, right. then efforts should also be assisted in the provision of these vaccines. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Apologies, really, uh, to a lot of others trying to talk to us this morning. Apologies, <laughs> really. 0815-432-1079, I'm not even sure I can uh, squeeze in anymore because of my time this morning. But um, at Fresh FM, I built on Twitter. That's where you drop your contributions. At one Wally Bakari, across all social media platforms. I'm glad to hear from you. Uh, many thanks to... Um, a number of you that continues to, uh, you know, continue to have these uh, discussions uh, via uh, my handles or even via the station's handles after the programs. And uh, if there's one thing you can attest to, it is the fact that some of your contributions, of course, form the basis of a number of other discussions uh, that we have on this dial. Because these discussions are expected to be people-centered and put into consideration some of the things uh, that you are saying, I should say. A very big thank you to you. Uh, just before I wrap things up, this morning, uh, there was this message I got from someone who was uh, talking about uh, the situation at the Moshuda Biola Polytechnic here in Abeokuta. Uh, that person was talking about uh, the fact that some staff members or staff members 
have not been paid for a number of months and that uh, this is despite the fact that there was uh, a facility that was approved by the state governor uh, to ensure that workers were paid for uh, I think about three months but it turned out that the school management authority did not um, maybe um, get to get, maybe did not do the needful as far as that facility is concerned but it was a message I got and uh, got a number of uh, made a number of checks as regards to the situation. In fact, someone suggested to me that some unions in the school might even have been on strike at that time when I was asking. But it's something uh, we'll be looking into. A number of questions are being asked as regards it. But you know, uh, it's, a, it's a state polytechnic, and sometimes <laughs> uh, who to talk to, who wants to talk, it's just very interesting. But it's something we'll be looking into. It was just worrying when I got that message yesterday as regards what the situation has been for some months now at that school. That's the program this morning. Many thanks to you for investing your time with us. Uh, the platform returns next week, Monday. God will remember we'll do this Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 11. We can just, uh, drop your contributions and uh, comments via any of our social media platforms. We'll be glad to hear from you. At Fresh FM, I built on Twitter. Across all other platforms, we'll be glad to hear from you as well. Download the Fresh 107.9 FM, I built application. Gives you the opportunity to uh, listen to us on the go, wherever you are. And also gives you the opportunity to have access to our podcasts. What that means is you get to listen to programs that you missed for one reason or the other. Just um, listen via the app or download the podcast of whatever program it is that you love to listen to or you miss on this dial. And you get to listen again and just have a great time. Many thanks to you for joining us. Wale Bakar is my name. Good morning to you. Continue to wear your face masks in public, please, and stay safe. From the Rock City of Nigeria, Rock City of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. Hi, I'm Ozi Yuma, and I'm always tuned in to my favorite radio station. Fresh. Look what I brought for you.